0: I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. Those are words that many of us have said roughly a bazillion times in our lives. Words that we have already this morning said today in this, as this congregation, affirming our faith. And yes, that's the historic Apostles' Creed. Uh, one of the oldest creeds that our church has always owned. And let me tell you why I love that creed. This is why this creed always makes me, hey, I got a choir back there. It's kind of cool. They told me how to talk to them, and I will. Um, Um, This is why I love that creed Because that that creed is not just a statement of belief Which it is It is is an intellectual statement of historic orthodox faith And that's great And I think we should affirm that And I believe in that And, And I love that But here's what's cool about the Apostles' Creed It's one of the oldest creeds in church history And was written primarily and conceived primarily for this reason When new baptized believers would come, they would say, this here, this faith, this is what we believe. And so the Apostles' Creed has always been closely associated with baptism. So this morning, when I got here early and I walked in and saw the font in the middle of the sanctuary, I got really excited. Because it made me think of the creed. And when we recited the creed a few minutes ago, it got me excited. Because here's why I love that. When we say we believe in God the Father Almighty, we aren't just affirming an intellectual belief, but we're saying this. I'm remembering my baptism. Because that creed is a creed of baptism. And every time we stand together as God's people and affirm that creed, every time we say those words together, what we're saying is this. I am not just standing upon an intellectual belief system, but I'm standing upon this fact that the sovereign God of heaven reached down and marked me as his own. That he has claimed me as his very own. So to say that I believe in God the Father Almighty is to say this that I am a baptized child of God. And even if I fall off the stage and crash into the symbols and break something, myself are the symbols. You know what? It's okay. Because I'm a child of God. And that's okay. And my identity is not found in my job. And my identity is not, found, is not found in the economy. My identity is not found in the political system of our world. My identity is found in this fact that I am a child of God. And nothing can take that away. And nothing can change that. And nothing can corrupt that. No matter how hard it gets, no matter how rough the path is, no matter what happens, I believe in God, the Father Almighty. I know who I am And I know whose I am. Our beliefs are not just intellectual statements. They are beliefs of the heart. Y'all, what we believe matters. What we believe matters. Not just intellectually, but here. I believe in God, the Father Almighty. Our beliefs matter. see... Beliefs aren't just big, intellectual, faith things. They're small. And I believe if Chad Kelly can throw the ball, Ole Miss will win the national title this year. I mean, I believe that. You know? I believe you shouldn't eat chicken and ketchup. I mean, there's, there's a lot of you stuff. Should, you should, you should, I believe you should never put sugar on your grits. I went to college with a guy who put sugar on his grits. And I don't know if that's in the Bible, but you shouldn't do that. That's just... <laughs> That's just not biblical. Louis Grisard used to say that's in the book of of first opinions. That's in the first book of opinions. You shouldn't put sugar on your grits. It's in Leviticus, Tim. You think it's in Leviticus? (laughs) Tim doesn't think so. I don't know. There's a lot of things we believe. Belief matters. And here's what's what's cool about belief. I I truly believe that belief is not just an intellectual statement, but it's a conviction of the heart. So there's an old song by, um, some of you may be familiar with, um, the Christian songwriter Rich Mullins. Uh, If you ever sang the chorus, Our God's an Awesome God, Rich Rich wrote that. Rich Mullins is one of the heroes of my faith. Uh, He he wrote a song a few years back called Creed, which basically is the Apostles' Creed put to music. But here's what I love about the song. He would sing a portion of the Creed, but then between the portions, the, the chorus he wrote was this. He said, I did not make it, no, it is making me. It is the very truth of God not the invention of any man? And see, that's what belief is. Belief is something that we did not make, but it's something that's making us. Our belief makes us. And so here's the thing about Christianity Christianity, as amazing as it is on Sunday morning, and as, as blessed as we've already been in worship through our, with our choir and our, and our praise team, and, and, and Aaron and Tim and everyone that's Jennifer, everyone that's been a part of this service, our faith, our belief isn't just in this moment. But our faith makes us throughout the week. So the most Christian thing you might do this week is not smack your coworker on Tuesday afternoon when you're tired. I did not make it. No, it is making me. Our faith makes us. Our faith must affect our Tuesday afternoons. Our faith must affect our Thursday mornings. Our faith must affect, our faith must affect how we spend our money. Our faith must affect how we spend our time. Our faith must affect every last moment of our life. John Wesley said this one time. He said, do not tell me that you're a Christian. I will follow you, I will observe your lifestyle, and then I will tell you if you are a Christian. Our faith must make us. Because, see, that's what the world needs. The world does not need more folks willing to pick a fight for Jesus The world needs more folk that are willing to love like Jesus, that are willing to make a difference for Jesus, that are willing to lay down their life as Jesus laid down his life. And y'all, let me tell you, that'll change the world. My goodness. If we who take upon us the name of Christ will live that out, look out. Look out, y'all. Katie, bar the door because something's fixing to happen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. You bet your socks I do. I believe in something big. I believe in something that will change our lives. I don't just hold to an intellectual belief. I hold to a heart change. Belief is so important. So you're thinking to yourself, Andy, what's that got to do with anything like the text you read or your first Sunday and Aaron's first Sunday? It's a good question. I'm glad you asked. We're going to get there in a second. First, yes, this is our first Sunday. Aaron and I are excited to be here. Thank you for the reception, those who were able to come. It was wonderful to get to meet all of you. And you're going to say, do you remember my name? And yes, you are a child of God, and I'm glad (laughs) of that. You're a child of God. But yes, I'm Andy, and, and you're going to learn a lot about me and my family. You'll learn a lot about Aaron and her family in the coming weeks, months, and years you will learn these things, and you're going to learn, learn a bunch of biographic facts about hometowns and colleges and seminaries and things like that. But what I wanted to do today was not just talk about the facts. Talk about something better. Talk about what I believe. Talk about what we believe. You know, you know what? I, this is going to sound like a weird thing to, for me to say on my first Sunday. I like the fact that there's an empty spot in the church right now. I'll tell you why. That means we can fill them next week. That means we can fill them. One of my favorites, you're going to get so uh, so sick of hearing this stat. It's a stat by the Hinton Roll Life Center. Hinton Roll Life Center is an agency of the Methodist Church in North Carolina. And they have this stat, which is true. I know it's, you're going to, well, I'll tell you the stat and I'll, I know it's going to happen. This is the stat. The typical United Methodist invites one person to church every 38 years. That's always the reaction. When was the last time you invited somebody to church? So who are, you going to invi- who are you going to invite next week? I'm not joking. Who are you going to invite to church next week? Because here's the thing, y'all. Our, the, the mission of the Methodist Church is to make disciples for the transformation of the world. The best way, the easiest way you can do that is invite somebody to church. Because they come to church, they're going to hear the gospel presented, they're going to be loved on, and they're going to be challenged. See, y'all, here's the thing, y'all. We, we, we're smack dab in the middle of Madison County, one of the fastest growing counties in America. We have so much potential, so many people, so much that we can do. So here's my question I keep asking. Give me one reason why we can't change the world. I'm not talking about growing the church. That's easy. Let's change the world. Let's live out the name of the Prince of Peace and King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Let's change the world. Because there's folks all around here that need to know they're loved. There's folks all around here that need to know that they're forgiven. There's folks around here that need to know the good news of Jesus Christ. And God has placed us in their lives for that reason. Pope John Paul II said this, it is by no accident that you are here. It is by no accident that God has you in the school he has you, in the job he has you, in the neighborhood he has you. It is by no accident. The typical United Methodist invites one person to church every 38 years. Who are you going to invite next week? Who are you going to invite the week after that? That's our mission, y'all, to change the world. The Bible says this, that the gates of hell will not triumph against Christ and his church. If we focus on what God wants us to do, if we focus on his kingdom, we will not only change the world, but we'll grow the church. C.S. Lewis says this, this, focus on earth, you miss heaven. Focus on heaven, you get earth thrown in. Let's focus on heaven. Let's run hard. Let's run real hard. So we're excited. Aaron and I, all the team, my family, we're so excited about what what God's going to do here. We're going to be very careful to give him all the praise and glory for all that he does here. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. Yes, I do. So what do I believe? Real quick, a few things that I just want to share with you that I believe, that I think that, that just are so essential in the life of our church. First is grace. I'll tell you a secret, y'all. If you spend your life... Trying to make God love you, you will fail. You cannot make God love you. You can't do it. You can't make Him love you. You've got to understand that He does love you. God's love is not something that you earn. God's love is not a wage. The wages of sin are death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. God's love is not a commodity that is bargained for or earned or or having to be received like that. God's love is simply a gift that he gives us because we are his. We are made in his image. We are vital. We are vibrant. We are his beloved. You do not live your life in an effort to make him love you, you live your life as a response to his love. You are loved. And if we can ever make that mental switch to transition from trying to make God love us to living out of the abundance of his love, we will know the power there in God. And y'all, that's called grace. We are a people of grace. Marvelous grace of our infinite Lord. Grace that exceeds our sin and our guilt. He breaks the power of canceled sin. He sets the prisoner free. You are beloved. You are loved. You are sacred. You are of a divine worth no matter where you are, no matter what you've done, no matter what you're doing, no matter what you're going to do. His love's bigger than that. That's grace, y'all. I believe in grace. I believe in the church. I'm a runner for some stupid reason. I don't know what's wrong with me. Tim asked me, What was, ch- what was chasing you the other day when you were running? I said, Yesterday's cheeseburger. That's what was chasing me. <laughs> First 5K I ever did in my life was in Oxford. And I promise you, I'm not going to make an old miss joke. I promise. But don't do a 5K in Oxford. Because that place is nothing but hills and hollows. You're running up and down the entire time. It's all, you just run up. It's awful. It's just terrible. And about two minutes into that race, I wanted to throw up and die. I wanted to just throw up and die and fall out and be drug off the course. That's what I wanted to do. But I was running this race with a bunch of people. And so these people kind of helped me keep going. And I finished the race and ran a decent time, not because of me, but because I had this group of folks I was running with. There's going to come a time in your life when you're going to want to throw up and die. That's when you need the church. Because you can't run this race by yourself. You can't do it by yourself. We can't change the world by ourselves. There are no lone rangers in the body. We need each other. And there are folks out there right now all around us that are lonely and afraid and scared and won't let anybody in and are dying, 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 dying to know they are loved. Dying to know they have a place. Dying to know that they belong. And that is our mission. We are the body. We are the church. And we need each other. There's this great, I don't know who said it, but it's this great quote that said, friends make your defeats sweeter and your defeats softer. Well, we were created by God that is Trinity, a God that is three in one. We were made for relationships. Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. On this hinges the law and the prophets. The totality of the Christian message is loving God with all that we are and loving our neighbor as we love ourselves. Y'all, we need each other. I believe in the church. But the church is imperfect. You know why? The church is made of people. And something else I believe is human brokenness. I can promise you that our team here at St. Matthew's, I can promise you that me and Aaron and all of us are going to work really hard for the gospel and work really hard for the kingdom. We're going to do all that we can do in our power to lead this church in the way that it's supposed to be led. But guess what? We're going to mess up. We're going to do things wrong. You may have noticed I talk a lot, I'm going to say things wrong. We're going to fail at times. You know why? Because we are human, as are you. And if you could do it by your own strength and your own power, then Jesus came for nothing. I believe in human brokenness. Now, I'm not saying we're the scum of the earth. I'm not saying we're terrible. I'm not saying we're awful. I'm just saying we're human. And it's okay. Okay. You know what you're allowed to breathe. The fate of the free world does not rest upon your shoulders. It's okay. I, I love baseball. Baseball is one of my favorite sport. And um, you, you, you see players sometimes that get nervous in the last innings, and you, there's another expression they 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 squeeze the bat so tight they turn it to sawdust. You ever heard that expression? And they get so nervous they can't hit. How many of us in our life right now are squeezing the metaphorical bat in the sawdust? We're under such pressure. And we're, we're so afraid to mess up. You're going to mess up. I'm going to mess up. And it's okay. You know why? Jesus loves you. Not because you're perfect, but because you're His. And here's the thing, when you realize that, you're, you can actually live this life and that's the last thing I believe. Not the last thing I believe, the last thing in this message. I can believe a whole lot of other stuff. We ain't got, we ain't got time for that right now. We're just getting started. We got, we got a lot of years to figure all this out. I believe what Jesus promised us. John ten ten. 10, the thief comes to rob, kill, and destroy, but I've come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. I believe Jesus changes things. I believe Jesus changes things because I know this much. When I was a teenage boy and I was scared and I was afraid and I was making wrong decisions and I was messing up and I was stupid. I still am stupid, but, you know, I was a stupid teenager, which I just need to stop talking on that one. Y'all don't need to hear those stories. Y'all hear them later. Um, One night I said, Lord, I can't do this anymore. I need you to help me. And he changed my life. Y'all, I believe Jesus changes things. I believe Jesus changes lives. I believe Jesus changes churches. I believe Jesus changes communities. I believe Jesus changes the world. I believe Jesus changes things. And that is the message that we are called to live out in our words, in our songs, in our actions, in our lives. The fact that Jesus changes things. There's no life Jesus can't heal There's no situation Jesus can't fix. There's no one too far that Jesus can't redeem. There's nothing Jesus can't do. He's the King of kings. He's the Lord of lords. He is my Savior. He is my friend. He is head of the church, and nothing can stop him or his plan. I believe that Jesus changes things, and I believe that Jesus has called us to go out into the world, into his world, which he died to save and live out that truth that he changes things and the life of jesus is so much better and so much deeper and so much fuller than anything that the world can ever promise i believe that jesus christ changes things and that's what the world is dying for not religion not even denominations not anything other than jesus and we are his people And we are called to live out his love in a broken world. I believe he has come to give us abundant life, full life, amazing life. Better than anything the world can ever offer. I believe Jesus changes things. This I believe. that's what I believe what about you what do you believe I did not make it no it is making me it's the very truth of God not the invention of any man our belief shapes who we are this I believe what about you What do you believe? Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for your goodness and your mercy and your power. God, we thank you for the gift of salvation, the gift of your hope, and the gift of your life. Father God, may we now live in the power of your grace and in the power of your praise today and always. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen.